Welcome to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. I'm Scott. I'm Candace. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hangar Bar. Well, hello everyone. Hello, Disney friends. You are back with Hanging at the Hangar Bar. Today you are back with Scott and Candace. Hello, everyone. Hello. Today we have kind of an interesting topic that came to us from one of our dear listeners. Uh, so thank you for that to the listener. If you have suggestions for episode ideas or things that you'd like us to talk about, please hit us up on our socials or over at our anchor page, uh, Facebook, Instagram, any of those good places. And we will take your suggestions under advisement. So we thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. All right. So today, as we mentioned, it comes from one of our listeners. And the topic is, what would your perfect Disney trip look like if money was no object? Uh, My brain is going about a million different miles an hour, but (laughs) there's so many things that I would do if I didn't have to think about money. Yep, mine too. So uh, we'll go ahead and kick us off. Where do we start with this conversation? I think the first thing we need to decide is how long we're going to go. Okay. Because with none no, oh, let's try that again. (laughs) With money being no object, it's not like we're you know, pendant just a week or anything like that. Right. Because if money were no object, we're probably not working. Right. Or if we are working, it's something that we can do while we're traveling or or whatever. Right. So just assuming money is no object, meaning work calendars are no object. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's rephrase that question a little bit. How long is too long for a vacation? Well, and keeping in mind that, as with most discussions, we're talking about Walt Disney World, not something like Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. Because the two are very, very different, and time frames are very, very different for both things. Disneyland Paris would be a completely different argument, as would Hong Kong and uh, Shanghai. Yeah, for sure. So, um, for Walt Disney World, I honestly think that anything longer than about four weeks would be too much. Okay, I was thinking a little shorter than that, but I I could be convinced, depending on how we're going to do the trip, that four weeks could be, you could stretch it that far, I think, without getting overly bored, without doing a lot of duplicates that you don't want to do, that kind of thing. So, okay, up to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Longer, than, longer than a week, four up weeks Up to four max. weeks, just depending. Yeah, because in my head, I was thinking just like, Two, three weeks would probably be what I would want to do before I would get kind of tired of being in the bubble. Can you really get tired of being in the bubble? I, I've never tested it, but I think yes. Interesting. Okay. And I'm a huge Disney fan, and I, I think just eventually... Apparently you, not that big. <laughs> I think eventually you just get sick of eating at restaurants. You get sick of... um. I think the types of transportation, the things that you, I I think just overall, eventually you'd get to the spot where I just, I I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's explore. Okay. Let's throw our 
our checkbooks to the wind <laughs> and <laughs> and dive a little deeper, shall we? I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> Just you by you just saying that does nothing. <laughs> I declared it. I didn't just say it. it thank you, Michael Scott. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so we're going for about four-ish weeks. Okay. Okay. Where are we staying? Money is no object. Let's move around. Okay. Fair point. So I think... You stay at the best rooms in each of the, the resorts that you want to go to. Or, see, this is so hard to narrow down. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, spend maybe a week at an over-the-water bungalow, which has a view of the Magic Kingdom at the Poly. Mm-hmm. Then you go spend a week in, in like a really nice room in the Grand Floridian. Okay. Then you go spend a week in, I don't know that I would want to spend a week in the contemporary, but maybe you do. maybe a week in like old Key West, like not just the apartment that we stayed in, but like a full suite. Like, like just, the three bedroom monster right. suites. Yeah. Right. Or like even if you wanted to explore a little bit, go do one of the um, jungle or the forest cabins. The tree houses. The tree houses. I think... At Saratoga Springs. Yeah, that's what I would want to do is get into some of those bigger places that are, are super pricey that I have trouble thinking about now, but I would want to maybe experience them. And if I'm going to be there for four weeks, again, I need to vary something up. I don't think I could go stay in an over-the-water over bungalow for four weeks just because it's not like an over-the-water bungalow at the ocean where you can go get into the ocean. That's true. You don't want to mess around with the Seven Seas Lagoon. <laughs> right. You're, you're not getting into that water. But you do have a plunge pool. Yeah, but still. Okay. I was just thinking that because constant views of the Magic Kingdom are never a bad thing. Right. But you get some of those at Grand Floridian or the Contemporary, too. That's in true. In the right rooms. That's true. But I was also thinking of the over-the-water bungalows at the Polynesian because they do have full kitchens in them. Right. And with you making the comment that we get tired of eating at restaurants and whatnot, we could very easily order groceries and cook in. True. It's a good point. I still think I'd want to move around a little bit, though. Experience Uh different things. All right. And I guess we can pack or pay somebody to pack and unpack for us. Right. Money's money's no object. object, (laughs) All right. So... Best rooms that's at the deluxe resorts. Yeah. And not even all the deluxe resorts. I think if you're going for a four-week trip, you pick the four places you want to stay, mm-hmm. and you just get the best room in at- each of those resorts. Okay. Like, and if you're going, like, I'm, I'm thinking Old Key West would be your last, like the last week, when maybe you're not going back to the parks. Hmm. Fair point. You're just hanging out, and it makes it feel like you're in, in Key West. All right. I get it. You're still in the bubble, but you're just... You still have really great access to Disney Springs and some of those other things yep. that aren't, don't involve parks. Maybe you're golfing. Maybe you're some of those things that are better from that kind of a resort. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. So what next? All right. So with that said, how do you divide up your park time, and do you go to all four parks in oh, yeah. four weeks? 
Oh, yeah. I think you do all four parks. And I'm just looking at the um, Disney website right now. They have, for our listeners, this will be if you are super-duper wealthy and you feel like you want to do something extravagant, this is one of the things you can do. And I think we do this at least once a week for the entire time that we're there. They have the Create Your Disney Dream Day VIP tours that you can book for up to 10 guests. You get a personal VIP tour guide and you tell them what you'd like to see and they'll customize your your day to your desire. So some of the personalized uh, services include, and again, I'm just reading this off the website, pre-arrival planning, a flexible start time picked by you, visit to multiple parks in one or more days if you want, the ability to enjoy some of your favorite attractions efficiently, shared insight from your highly knowledgeable VIP tour guide throughout the VIP tour. Um, you do have to have valid theme park and a hopper if you want that, to, which is not included in the price of the tour. Those range from $425 an hour to $850 per hour, depending on the season. Um, and I think they have a minimum of four hours. No, tours must be booked for a minimum duration of seven continuous hours, and your party may include up to 10 guests, including infants. I would do that at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Get different tour guides... It's an entirely different experience depending on your tour guide. Yeah, and and then you set up like that VIP tour to do different things. Like you maybe prioritize rides one day. Maybe the next one you prioritize shows and eating. And mm-hmm. then the third one you prioritize your favorites. Mm-hmm. Like popular rides, shows, whatever, and then your favorites. You crinkled your nose, but we get them for three days. We're doing three of those tours. And then in and amongst all of that, you're still getting into the parks. You're still doing some of those things just without the tour guide. Yeah. And I, being the deep... Struggling today? My English is just not there today. (laughs) Goodness. My apologies. Being the deep Disney nerd that I am... On at least one of those VIP tour experiences, and maybe this is where we chalk up the fourth one, is to do classic Disney. Mm. Like, learn some of the history. Learn, like, why it's important to go on Peter Pan's flight. Why it's important to go on It's a Small World. Why it's important to go on Carousel of Progress. Because of Walt's attachment to those things, and why we need to keep those traditions there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I really love that idea. Yep. And I'm and I'm digging around the website for all the things that you normally don't get to do when you go, like those special things. I wish Lacey and Lariah with were with us today because something's coming back that we've talked to them about that they're going to want to do that I would sign up for at least once, if not more than once, is the behind the seeds tour. At the Land Pavilion? At the Land Pavilion. Yes. $35 per person. You get a, let me see, let me read through it really quickly. You get, doesn't say how long it is, um, 
but you then you'll love the behind the scenes. This one hour tour of the fish farm and four greenhouses that make up the land pavilion is perfect for anyone with an interest in gardening or natural sciences. So I would do that at least once. And that's that's like, heck, money is an object, and we're going to do that next time we go. Yeah. But that just, for those listening, that opens back up on October 2nd. Awesome. Glad it's coming back. Yeah, me too. And I, sidetrack here, but I am so glad they're doing some, they're getting some of that stuff back. Like the live entertainment is coming back. Um, some of the stuff that you can do that's not like run-of-the-mill Guardians of the Galaxy crap, Frozen crap. All the other crap that I don't really care for right now. Right. Um, I'm so glad they're bringing that back because that is what Disney is. Right. That's what makes Disney Disney to me. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. And how fun would it be to be on one of those VIP tours and go through that behind the seeds tour and then go have lunch at Garden Grill? Yeah. Does Garden Grill have a chef's table or <laughs> would they if you had enough money? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of money is no object. Right. Hey, we want to eat in the kitchen. <laughs> Can I help make lunch? <laughs> Can I, I'm going to pick this watermelon, this Mickey shaped watermelon from the greenhouse during my tour. I'm going to bring it up and you're going to make me a smoothie out of it. <laughs> <laughs> or just chop it up. <laughs> yeah. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> And, of course, it's going to be the best watermelon ever because it's Mickey-shaped. Right. And it's scientifically proven that all food is better when it's Mickey-shaped. Science. 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 And then if they do it right, when they chop it up, they'll make the pieces Mickey-shaped, which makes them taste doubly good. <laughs> that could be difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat it. It's That's cute. what she said. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> We have gotten completely off track. Oh, yes, we have. Okay, money is no object. <laughs> Would We'll get into dining and that kind of thing in a little bit, I think. So what, what are, I, I feel like this is all the things that I would do. What are some of the things that you would do parks-wise if money were no object? Um, I think... Okay, so right now we've got the... At, at the time that we're recording this, we have the Epcot Food and Wine Festival going on, which, you know, we would spend multiple days just doing the Food and Wine Festival and probably nothing else in Epcot. Yes. Um, again, that's dining. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we also have, for whatever reason, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is going on select nights at the Magic Kingdom right now. I don't know... If a bag of candy is worth that to me, I think maybe I would want to go see the characters in their cute costumes. Um, and I think, like, I love being in the parks at night, so I think that would be a good thing for me. But the best bit of magic that I could get would be, like, back-to-back after-hours events. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's not, it's not a thing right now, so right. we can't really, but maybe it would be if there was enough money. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, Candace, do we have the ability, if money's no object, to say, hey, Magic Kingdom, we have 10 of our closest friends, we want to shut down the park and have it be for us. 
Maybe. That might be a little overwhelming, though. It's okay. So I do love being in the parks when it's nighttime. There's just something so magical about it. But like the last after hours event we went to Mm -hmm. and we got back by Gaston's Tavern and there was nobody else back there. That was kind of creepy. It was. I mean, the ambient music was going. And so, I mean, I didn't feel unsafe at all, but just being alone back there. Yeah. Was kind of creepy. And I don't know that necessarily a group of 10 people. I mean, you could go for hours and not see anybody. Yeah. You could go the whole night and not see anybody. Yeah. If the 10 of you didn't decide to hang out together and just sort of walk around the park together and you just split off and went different directions, they might be on on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train when you're walking by there and the only chance you'd have to see them is if they were coming around that little bend. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you'd walk right by him and, and miss him. Right. And so as cool as that sounds, I don't know how much fun that would be. It would almost have to oh. be a group of 10 people that you'd travel together. Right. And like go on all the same stuff all at the same time. Right. Which would not be a problem if we were the only ones in parks. Right. One thing I would do that just pops into my head is I would do probably an after hours because mornings and I, no, um, an after hours photo shoot. Yes. And I know that's a possibility now, but it's pricey. I know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just looking up. So they have a capture. Well, it looks like they have different capture your moments Mm -hmm. things. One for magic kingdom, one for Epcot, one for Hollywood studios and animal kingdom where you can hire a photographer. I'm just looking up. So reserve a personalized 20-minute photo session that captures the fun and excitement of your special day and your own unique style. I think if money were no object, you may say, hey, we just want a a Disney photographer to walk around with us. Capturing our memories, capturing what we're doing. We want our own photo pass person. Right. But, I mean, more to that point of, like, professionally posed, like... Portrait type. Portrait kind of things. And quite honestly, I know you're going to crinkle your nose at this, but I'm going to say it. I would just pick Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. I'd leave Hollywood Studios out of the mix. Tell me why. Because there's nowhere in that park that I like well enough that I want pictures. Like that. I mean, I... Nighttime Toy Story Land? Not even. I mean, it's beautiful, but not even. You don't want professional pictures in Galaxy's Edge? No. Okay, I think that's just because you haven't walked back there. Probably so. (laughs) Probably so. Yeah, I'm not seeing prices as I just quickly dig through. But, I mean, I think that would be really cool and you would have, you know, holiday holiday card pictures for years to come. Yeah, I'm just looking. I don't know why they don't have the price listed, but it might be here, and I'm just not. It's it probably might, not a set price. It, it probably it depends, depends on, on location and what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can do it for any any number of things. But, yeah, get a photo pass photographer that, yeah, I get what you're saying, like a more formalized photo shoot where you have maybe some outfit changes mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to have anybody behind you, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Yep. 
That would be awesome. So all four parks, VIP tours, going to the parks to do the things you want to do on your own time, some of those specialty tours. Would you include a water park as part of your perfect trip if money was no object? No. No? Why not? Because I think the uh, pools at the resorts are more than adequate if you want to swim. And um, while the water parks are fun and everything, I think I would have just as good of time as at a resort pool. Okay. I'll agree with that. I think the idea of like a wave pool or a lazy river or something like that would be great. But again, the the only thing that I would probably want to do would be the lazy river. Because if I'm going to be at a wave pool on a, I'm using air quotes, beach, why wouldn't I just go to a beach? Right. So, yeah, I I would agree with that. I, I don't think the water parks are ever a must do on a Disney trip. I mean, they're fun and it would probably be different if we had children, but... We don't, so... Right. Agreed. Yeah. Transportation. Yes. How do you get around? Minivan. Okay. So once you're on property, do a minivan for everything? Mm -hmm. Like limo from the airport? Mm -hmm. Limo back to the airport? Mm -hmm. Minivan everywhere else. Minivan everywhere else. So minivan is run, just give folks tips and tricks while we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Minivans are run through the Lyft app and they are decorated to look like mini. They're red vans with white spots and little black bows and, and that kind of thing. Just super adorable and they're driven by cast members that know their way around, have love their job, love talking to people about Disney. I think it, I would probably be a really good one for that when I retire too. <laughs> Just the music changes as you're driving around the park. They're They're good enough that they can do that. And it's just a super slick way to get around. You book it through your Lyft app. They come pick you up. They take you where you're going. It's expensive. Like a, if if a typical Lyft or Uber would cost you 15 or $20 for that ride, the minivan is going to be 50 mm-hmm. So when you say money is no object, that's probably why we say that is they are probably double or more the price. But it's also Disney. You're going to pay $5 or $6 for a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. So... We just know that everything within the Disney bubble that's owned by Disney or managed by Disney is probably going to be double what you would pay anywhere else anyway. So why not live into that if money's no object? Well, and the experience that we had with the minivan the last time that we were able to take a minivan was so good as compared to some of the experiences we had with the Lyft and the Ubers that we did. Um, And when we're saying that they come and pick you up... In our case, we were staying at Old Key West. They came to basically our front door and picked us up. It wasn't like we had to walk to a bus stop or, you know, find them in a specific location. And they took us, like, to the closest drop-off point possible um, for where they were taking us. So it's an amazing service. The cast members are, I mean, I'll say it again. This is a hill I will die on every single day of my life. Cast members are what makes Disney magic magic. And the cast members that are driving... Uh, the minivans have been specially chosen. They have to apply for it. It's not just, oh, hey, you're driving minivans today. 100%. They have to apply. They're specially chosen. They know their stuff. They love the company. And they just kind of, for lack of better term, ooze pixie dust. Right. Um, And they're fabulous. And that probably, okay, so you're riding around in a car. How magical can it be? 
that's magical. Right. Yeah. And as I, as we're talking, I'm just poking around the Disney World website to find all the fancy things that I want to do that I keep forgetting about. Maybe four weeks isn't enough uh, because I just found another spot I want to stay. Yeah. They have um, two-bedroom villas with Savannah views over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Sure. So basically you get up. That might be a good place to spend your last week as well, where you get up, have your coffee looking out over the Savannah with all the giraffes and the animals that are out there. And okay, I know I'm a Disney homer. I, I know <laughs> it. But where else outside of Africa do you go and get that? You don't. What, old Key West. Where else outside of Key West do you do? Do you get that kind of a beach town feel and vibe? You don't. Where outside of the Caribbean Ocean or the Caribbean Sea and some of those places do you get over the water bungalows with a private pool mm-hmm. like disney as much as we like to complain about disney and how they do what they do and how much they charge and that kind of thing they do it right mm-hmm. and if you want to spend the money or you don't want to spend the money you can make a trip for you yeah absolutely well and i think like if we're talking about this four week trip business I think just because we've been there a couple of times now, I would forego Old Key West for a Savannah View room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yep. Because we haven't had that experience yet. Right. Just know that those are super pricey. They are. Because, I mean, they're meant to sleep 12 people. Right. So. But they're amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some of the best restaurants at Disney are in that that lodge. Which we have yet to experience. So right. that would have to be part of this. Yeah. So is that your segue into dining? It for can this be. adventure? It certainly can be. Okay. I don't even know where to start. So <laughs> the only thing that I know, like, if money were no object that I would want to do is experience some of the really high-end dining, like Victoria and Albert's chef's table. Okay. That is what, with like the alcohol or the the wine or the the different pairings that you can do with it, Victoria and Albert's is probably going to set you back 300 bucks a person plus drinks. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So for a family of two adults to go to Victoria and Albert's, you're looking at, probably at least a six or seven hundred dollar night and then you can add wine flights on top of it for a couple hundred bucks Mm -hmm. so that kind of thing is something that in my mind you'll never get me to pay for unless i know money is no object because as much as i love food that food is not going to be seven hundred dollars worth of food right but what an amazing experience too Mm -hmm. agreed so what about you? What about your food? If money was no object, I would want to find a way into Club 33. Ooh, I forgot about that. How dare you, sir? <laughs> okay, how how do you get invited to Club 33? Okay, well, the membership waiting list is years long at this point. Um, and I, I don't even know how much it is. I know it's a lot of money, and I know it's very exclusive, and that's kind of why I want to do it. Um, 
but that would be my my big pull. If money was no object, I would want to get into Club Thirty Three. I'm looking up the one in Disneyland. A Club Thirty Three membership is astronomically expensive. It, it reportedly costs twenty five to thirty three thousand dollars just for the initial membership fee. After that, members pay ten to fifteen thousand dollars in annual fees. Worth it. Mm-hmm. Just to say you're a member. Yep. And again, if money is no object, why would you not? Right. I would also maybe want to do some of those other experiences like the um, fireworks cruise. Oh, yeah. On Seven Seas Lagoon where you get the private little boat and dessert and whatever. And you go out for a cruise. I think that would be fun. Um, I can also see you playing the heck out of the golf courses. For sure. That would be on the list. Like, there's three golf courses down there. Mm-hmm. I would want to play them each at least once. Yeah. If we're going to be there for four weeks, golfing four or five times in four weeks, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, okay, so I know we're moving back away from food a little bit. If you're going to, money's no object and you're going to be there for a long amount of time, it gives you the, like, there's a lot of walking. A lot. At Disney. So you're you're looking at 20, 25,000 steps every day mm-hmm. when you're in the parks and you're moving around. And if you're doing those VIP tours, you're moving. Yeah, they don't go slow. Right. So having that time to just spend at your resort and hang out and do nothing, taking two days between park days mm-hmm. and just going and finding different restaurants and trying different different things. If you're going to be there for a month, you're going to be able to try most of the restaurants there. Mm-hmm. Including just on those days where you're like, I don't want to do anything today. Let's just hang out, have pool days, whatever. And then let's go over to Disney Springs this evening. Right. And try and pick up a dinner reservation somewhere over there um, or not and just hang out at the hangar bar all evening. And then just people watch and just mill around and just kind of take your time. Right. Agreed. A hundred percent. Oh, and one little souvenir thing that I would just love to have if money was absolutely no object. Um, and it was a, it's a recent uh, release. I guess we could call it. Okay. Um, but the Vera Wang ears. They're $600, but they are so pretty. If money's no object, $600 doesn't really matter. You can wear the wear the heck out of those. And I would. Then you would. So back all to the dining. Re- what was that? Back to dining. Yeah, back to dining. Sorry. But <laughs> I think we sort of talked about it. We would do all the restaurants. We would do all the things, and we would mm-hmm. make... We would just take our time dining around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can't imagine, like, I don't even know that I would do, like, fancy meals in all the parks, but I would do some of the fancy restaurants in the parks. Like a Le Cellier. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to skip that, but I, the more we've talked about when we had the dining plan, cutting back from that full dining plan, because. I've learned that you can eat too much yeah. in Disney. Like, even with all of that walking, I want to do a Disney trip where I'm not full the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it, if you do the, if you don't do the dining plan, which I don't think if you, if money's no object, you don't need to do the dining no. plan at all. 
and you just sort of pick out those heavy meals for the the times you want. Even if you have to buy a park ticket just so you can go in and get get your meal at La Cellier. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to the parks today, but I need a park ticket. I'm gonna I'm willing to spend the 250 bucks for two park tickets so I can go spend a hundred dollars on dinner. Okay. Right, but since we always start on the Mexico side of Epcot because we're right. Yes. We would have to walk all the way around. Not necessarily, because if you take the Skyliner over, depending on where you're starting from, or if you're staying at like the boardwalk or something like that, you get on the boat and it drops you off over by the Canada Pavilion. Yes, but what I'm saying is because we're right and we always start over in Mexico, (laughs) we're going to have some time to burn off what we've eaten before we go to La Cellier. Oh, okay. So you're saying go in and get like an appetizer in Mexico before we go to La Cellier. No, I'm not saying anything like that at all. You walk into Epcot, you go to Mexico because that's the right way to do things. <laughs> I don't care if you did come in on the Canada side and you walk all the way around because that's the right way to do things. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I didn't know that that was a hard and fast rule. Yes. I, I sort of knew that you always started on the left if you're doing all the countries. It doesn't matter. You start on the left. So if you're taking the friendship boat across the lagoon from Spaceship Earth, you're still going to then take a left turn to go over to Mexico and work your way back around? No. (laughs) But you don't start in Canada. (laughs) Okay. I lose. (laughs) Logic makes no sense. Money is no object. It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, that's too funny. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what other really, like, again, money is no object. And are we limiting ourselves just to Disney World for this money is no object trip? I think we need to stay in the Disney bubble because that's what we're doing. Okay. So whenever you get done, if you're going to spend four weeks in Disney World, you then tack on another week or two on a on a cruise ship or two. Yep. Let somebody bring you pina coladas as you sit by the pool. Mm-hmm. Listen to the live music. Go to the beaches. I can do that. Hang out. Yeah. So I think that's if a, a money no object. I think you end with a cruise mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. like a back to back. Yep. From Port Canaveral. I like it. Okay. So we've talked. We we've probably, if I were to think about what we've done. In this conversation so far, we have spent hundred and fifty grand, at least. When you look at the room types that we've talked about, yeah. the transportation that we've talked about, back-to-back cruises, probably concierge-level cruises. Okay, not even just concierge. We're getting the Royal Disney or the, Walt, the Walt Disney, Disney suite. suite on the cruise ships. Yeah. Um, and those are ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars a week, mm-hmm. minimum. Minimum. So yeah, we're we if if you're trying to calculate, if you have your calculator out and you're trying to figure this out, Candace and I over the course of six weeks probably just spent close to two hundred grand. Um, come along with us. You got it. <laughs> do you got it to spend? We'll we'll take you with us. And if you do have it to spend, I would be happy to help. Yeah, I, I will carry your luggage if you want to go on this trip that we just described. Because you're going to be staying in rooms that are big enough to take help with you. Yeah, and you're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. Well, all right. That leads us to about time okay. for this episode. So once again, thank you so, so much for listening. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you interacting with us on our socials. Um, we did just want to send out a quick reminder that as of recording, next week is going to be Labor Day 2022, and we are actually going to take a week off. Um, so we will not be releasing a new episode, but then that means you have the opportunity to go back and listen to some of our older episodes or binge the whole series or do any catching up that you need to. So, But we will be back the week after on the 12th. Uh, with another fantastic new episode of Hanging at the Hangar Bar. Once again, we appreciate you listening. And there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And we'll see you real soon. Bye.